okay, okay, okay. Versatile vigilante, young Vince, Uncle Vinny. <laughs> we got a special guest, Chimmy the Realtor. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm very excited to be on today. Appreciate you coming out, man. Very excited for this conversation. And thank you to the man in the background today for setting this up, Mr. <laughs> Film it, Nate. Appreciate you, gang. But Chimmy, how you doing, man? Good to see you. I'm good. I'm good. I actually just came from a closing. Yeah, yeah. I should have had some champagne or something, <laughs> man. Pop a bottle. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It was good. Yeah, in GTA? Yeah, yeah we were just by the Etobicoke. So they're, they have new condos up there by, by the Kingsway. Yeah, I so I just keep on that. Yeah, it's it's nice condos. They're nice. Tobacco's a huge market right now. Too. It it's is a great place to be. It is. It is. They're nice. They're they're pretty expensive actually. Yeah, Tobacco is very pricey because there's so much there's so much land out there. I think each like house you get a big pile of land because they've been there for a while. Hundred percent, and yeah. it's so close to the city. There's a lot going on just there too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A good location. Yeah, you're not too far from the highway either, which is great. 100%. So mm-hmm. you mentioned this is your first podcast. I'd love to hear a little bit about your kind of origin story, how you even got into real estate in the first place. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so <laughs> um, I went to school for business management. I went to Ryerson, uh, I think Toronto Metropolitan, Metropolitan okay. now. Yeah, I <laughs> um, yeah we, I went there for business management. And then after that, I went, I did a little, uh, little bit of project management after I finished after I graduated from school, I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to go in. So I felt like that was a safe route. But during that time, I realized that I don't really like it. And I wanted to do real estate. So during that whole year-ish, I was studying for my real estate license. Okay. Yeah. And I took that time to really understand the material. And I, you can easily pass through the real estate course in like six months. But I took like a little bit over a year just because I really wanted to understand everything properly, you know. 100%. Yeah. So what about the project management wasn't like something that you enjoyed too much? I like people managing and project management, but I felt like I grew out of the position really fast. Okay. And I, um, during that year, because I was already studying for my real estate license, I kind of already had that in my mind that I wanted to do real estate. And all the skills I learned from that that role, I could apply to my real estate career. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That was something I was going to ask you too. Like you always enjoyed the people aspect because I know real estate is... It's all people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I like it. I do... Um. I feel like I really like talking to people and I really like just like naturally having a conversation with them and learning more about them. Um, I think I'm a great listener. I always like to hear people's stories. So like when, because of like, of real estate, essentially you get to, I get to see new people every day and talk to new people, which is nice. I always felt that way. Like if you not, if you're not a people person, I don't know if real estate would be for you. Like, yeah, I think it'll be a lot harder. Yeah, I think, so, <laughs> I think it'll right? be a lot harder for sure. Hundred percent. So when you got your license, how did you get into the game officially? Like you started on your own. Yeah, I did. Real estate is quite hard, and I feel like those people you see that do like million dollar deals in their first year, they're like outliers. Like you don't see that. There's seventy thousand realtors in Toronto. Like, not even excited. There's so many realtors in Toronto. It's very, very competitive. I started on my own. Um, I was lucky when I started. My grandma actually moved out of her place and into my family's place. So she was selling her condo. So that gave me a little head start. And then from there, I, um, like, I was really grateful to get a lot of referrals. A lot of my friends would refer me or people I know would refer. And, like, that kind of was how I got started. Right. Yeah. Shout out to your grandma. For, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Family. You got to go to your family. For sure, man. But you touch on a good point. Like if you're starting off and you don't have any real contacts in, in the real estate game, you're mm-hmm. just starting scratch and claw, right? It's, it's hard. Yeah. People do. That's why people are, like, are so aggressive on cold calls. Mm-hmm. I personally don't like cold calling. I like 
talking to my database and because i feel like i'm such a i want to work with people that want to work with me at the end of the day so i feel like if i get a referral there's that already level of trust and they would they want to work with me you know instead of cold calling and harassing people i don't really like that i feel you on that i come from a sales background too mm, and i can relate to that yeah but like Yo, you could be that aggressive salesperson, but that's probably if they buy from you, it's once. Yeah, exactly. You know? Then they're like, oh, never again. Exactly. And it's not a great experience the whole time, anyways. It's possibly. not a great experience because you know we're customers in other fields, right? If mm-hmm. someone's like that with us, it's kind of an ugly feeling. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I don't want to bring that out. That's real though. Mm-hmm. What is that? You think where your friends and the people in your database really trust you? I think so, and each time, like. It's such a nice feeling every single time, and I I thought it would fade away like after a couple referrals, but every single time I get a referral, like it's such an honor, and like I feel so like grateful, and I feel so blessed, you know, to get that referral. Cause I'm like that means they trust me. The person that like w- potentially want to work with me like has already a level of trust to go and talk to me. It's yeah. so important, man, because I I think today there's like you mentioned on how many people are in real estate in mm-hmm. general. Like it is doggy dog. So to find someone who feels like they genuinely care yeah i think it's really important i think being especially now seeing doing so many transactions it's really important to work with a good realtor because i've seen a lot of not so great realtors and then like they like don't not care about you they care about their paycheck right yeah so what's a not great realtor i've had people that would like stop talking to them because like they don't meet the qualifications instead of like helping them like find solutions and being like so like problem solvers they'll just like ditch them and I, like that's not really great like, that's not fair i have people that don't communicate with you until the last minute this one realtor i was working with was in india the whole time and then he had no idea what's going on his admin quit on him like i had to drop off the checks myself like the posted the checks myself like everything i coordinated basically both ends of the deal myself and it was crazy that yeah. is crazy. You just put me onto something because I knew about this, but I didn't think about it. Like anytime you're making a sale, you're working with your client and the other yeah, real estate agent. Yeah. That is interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then sometimes like you see it a lot where one side is like carrying the front of the work because the other side is like not focusing or like doing whatever, doesn't want to drive so far, etc. Right. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Is that more of a challenge, like working with the other real estate agent than your client? Yeah, sometimes your your clients are like amazing, especially if you're you're teaching them properly, you're educating them, and you're showing them, you know, like leading them and guiding them properly. Right. Sometimes it really is the other side that's really difficult. Yeah, that makes sense now that I'm thinking about. It. I'm like, because you, I'm sure you don't know those guys too well, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You probably know your client pretty well. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like realtors, not everyone. This is a generalization, but. Realtors, they have this mentality where, like, they think they're so amazing and, like, nothing can, like, they're, un- like, undefeatable. And because of that, like, they just don't care sometimes. And, like, right. they're just, like, I don't know. I don't know where their head's at. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You, you hear about that in, like, a lot of different fields. It makes sense in real estate, too. Like, mm-hmm, that ego mm-hmm. could go kind of crazy. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's watching Selling Sunset and think they're... Yeah. Like, they think it's that easy. Yeah. <laughs> Real shit. Does that have an impact? Like, do you have clients that are be like, oh, is it like selling Sunset? Yes, a lot. (laughs) A lot of people think it's like selling Sunset. And, like, in a way it is because, like, it's so cool to get to go and see all these beautiful homes and not-so-beautiful homes. Um, But, yeah, it's so cool to get to see all these places but the tv show makes it a lot easier than it's like people don't see like the days and days of negotiating like the the 
the rejection sometimes, right? Like you put in an offer and like your clients are in love with it, but you get rejected. Um, they don't see like so many aspects of it. That's very real. And mm-hmm. the rejection is a huge part of sales. Yeah. Getting into real estate, did you kind of know that would happen? Like, all right, I'm going to be told no quite a bit, but I got to stay strong. I did, but I feel like nothing really teaches you until you really experience it. And then the first couple times it really hit me, I'm like, oh man like i was so disappointed and like it got to me so much and then now i learned i'm like okay like you know like there's always another place like we'll find something like my job is to help them find something way better and i know i will do it like if we miss on that opportunity for whatever reason like it's their loss yeah i know that i have great clients you know Mm -hmm. that's a good mentality man it'll it'll come back around yeah for sure yeah we'll find a different place that probably Maybe you even dodged a bullet. Maybe we'll find something even better, you know. 100%. Yeah. Have you had that happen where the house turned out to be kind of fucked up and client was like, ah. Yeah, we actually did. So, like, we, it wasn't a house, but it was, like, a condo. They're, um, they're tenants, so they're looking to move into a condo. Originally, they were going to settle and go for another place, but we we got rejected from that, and then we kept looking, and then she found something so much better and so much more in the area she wanted. Like, she actually moved just down the street from her old building, nice. and that was perfect for her because she's like, she doesn't drive. She doesn't want to go far. Yeah, so that was, like, a, a win-win for us. Love that. Mm-hmm. Are you are you currently on your own with the real estate, or you have a team? No, so I was on my own, but I recently, not recently anymore, like, six-plus months, I joined a team. So I'm, on, I'm with the Elm team now. With, so our brokerage is with Keller Williams. And it's under that, you can do, um, like, teams. Okay, nice. Yeah. How have you seen the change from going on your own to working with a team? I like it. I've learned so much um, working out with a team. You learn, like, uh, a different pace. You learn a lot more. And I get to, like, go on their deals. And I help them and, like, assist them. And, like, I just learned. They've been in the business for a very long time. So there's three of us, four including me. Um her mom it's a family her mom has been in the real estate game for 27 years her and her husband around 11 and 13 so there's a lot of experience and it gives me the opportunity to learn from them that's a really good mentality experience in any field is just so valuable yeah for sure you can't teach that like you said it's yeah some days you just gotta yeah you gotta be in the field to know it (laughs) 100 percent. i always thought being a real estate agent looked cool because you're running around going to different places (laughs) tell me is that the reality it is. Some days I'm literally in in Hamilton in the morning. Then I'm driving back to Brampton. Then I'm stopping in, in Toronto to pick up something. Then like I'm going back to the office. Some days it is like that. Some days I'm like cooped up in my house doing paperwork. Yeah. yeah. But some days I'm like really driving all day. And you got the for sale signs in the trunk. I literally do. For sale signs, Um, open house signs, everything's in the car. It's ready to go. I love that, man. I love to see someone just hustling, like, yeah. you know, and a good real estate agent to me should be a hustler. And I, I think so, too. Yeah, I feel like it's people think it's easy, easy, easy to make that money and people get into it. I think that's why a lot of people get into it, not realizing that it's it's, a hard, it's hard work. Yeah, 100 mm-hmm. percent. You're dealing with people that are going to spend a lot of money. I'm sure that mm-hmm. they're nervous. I'm sure that they're, you know. Yeah, of course. Imagine this is probably like someone's biggest purchase of their whole life yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent. what's the main what's the main challenge you have with let's say first time buyers or first time renters because kind of building on that first time mm-hmm. spending this kind of money what's usually like the biggest challenge with those types of clients um okay so two things for first time buyers i think i think it's important to educate them that like even though, like, we found a house that we like, they, they can like it, but they can't fall in love with it yet. Don't fall in love with it until we get a firm accepted offer. 
because you know like so many things could go wrong you know we can get rejected like maybe financing doesn't go through or we do a home inspection and you find out that oh my gosh there's so many things wrong with the house right and like maybe it's not the best financial choice to buy this house um so many things that go on on like on that side so it's better to fall in love with it afterwards yeah but it's hard you know because you see your house and you go you automatically you envision yourself living there and having a family maybe or whatever you do with the home you see yourself in there right yeah it's hard to manage those expectations yeah in the moment there yeah and then for first time renters oh man okay so i think in my opinion the rental market shifted it's very very different from a couple years ago and very very different from like other other provinces um the landlords are so picky because to kick someone on out now you need a um, eviction notice and that takes eight to ten months now uh, maybe even going on a year because you got to th- do it through the board right yeah and then so like landlords are so hesitant to let anyone in their home and on the other side like tenants like they, they don't realize that you need to provide they're like why do i need to provide all of this like why do they need my bank statements like why are they asking for so many pay stuff? like why don't they trust me you know right. <laughs> yeah so it's it's a hard balance between that yeah, like, there's the people side, but there is the paperwork. There's the yeah, realities. there's a reality. And there's, like, okay, like, how do you look on paper, you know? And how do we do? How do we present you as best as possible? Right. Yeah. So for someone watching this that, you know, is thinking about, let's say, renting for the first time, what do they mm-hmm. need? Oh, okay. So for first-time renters, like, the bare minimum would be your ID, your full credit report. You, the soft check is okay, but full credit report. Three most recent pay stubs. An employment letter um those are basically it and like that's like oh and also like a rental application form where you fill out your past and current landlord um your work history etc stuff like that a little bit more personal information that's like the bare minimum okay. and then some people even go in and ask for bank statements to see like what your spending habits are and stuff like that that's good to know because how would you know if you don't do it, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, Fuck, I want to rent a place, buy a place, how? Yeah, Where for sure. And you're like, okay, now what? <laughs> exactly, now what? Mm-hmm. Toronto real estate market, one of the wildest, and I'd probably say North America. Is yeah. That fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think it's so. pretty crazy. What year did you get into the market? Oh, man. <coughs> okay. I don't remember the year. I think it was 2022. I think okay. I've been in it over a little bit over a year now. Okay, so yeah. after COVID. Yeah. Like, I was riding on, like, the end of COVID. <laughs> Got you. So what's the experience been with, in terms of, like, prices for you, in terms of, like, has it been just fucking nuts like I hear it is? It was. So during COVID, I was following um along with, like, what's happening in the real estate market. Like, things were going, like, 100000 over asking, right, which is crazy, or, like, whatever over asking, um... Now we're seeing a change where because of the interest rates, like I think it's really starting to affect people. Um, it's a lot slower. Homes are sitting on the market a lot longer than before. Sellers were spoiled then and they're like, okay, like we'll sell it in a week or two. Right. Now you're seeing the stuff sit for like thirty plus days. Um, maybe you're like if you're in if you're desperate to sell, you might not get the price you want anymore. Um, I think the prices are slowly coming down in my opinion. Um, what else have I noticed? Yeah, just things are like sitting along well. Buyers have a great opportunity because, like, especially the first-time home buyers, where you don't need to sell something before you buy. Like, this is your chance because you can go in and negotiate. Finally, you can negotiate right. a home inspection where you couldn't do that two years ago because they'll just throw your offer out. They're like, "Why would I take that when I can have like a full thing in cash?" Hundred percent. Yeah, it's just such an interesting thing to see where it's like, man, a, a house that's 
like a small ass place is selling for like a million dollars. Yeah, million, especially like in the prime location, it's just for so sure. Far. Like, who has that money? I know. You go in and you see, you're like, okay, like it's not renovated. It's kind of small. There's not really a good parking spot, <laughs> exactly. and it's a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is but trippy. it's locations, everything. What's the hot locations right now? Mm, depends. Depends on what your life priorities are. Okay. Yeah, I would say what's a really popping and growing area. Um, if you're looking for condos, but like not really downtown, I feel in North York area, there's they're building a lot of condos there, but like there's a lot of stuff to accommodate all the people moving in, which is good. Another hot area would be I think Mississauga, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mississauga is a good balance of Toronto and suburb. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not too far, mm-hmm. but it's far enough. Yeah, exactly. And you get a good mix. You're still getting like all your amenities and everything. Right. Still yeah. pretty major city. Yeah. So you touched on this already, how there's so many real estate agents. That means there's a shitload of competition. Yeah, so many. <laughs> is there real estate agent politics? Oh my gosh, there is. <laughs> Thankfully, um, my brokerage is very nice and we don't foster that environment at all. Everyone's really, really supportive. And like, you can go and ask them basically like, okay, like, like what's your, like, how are you doing this? Like, whatever, um, like, ask them for information, ask them for help. And they're so willing to help. And I feel like you don't get that everywhere. You don't get that of every brokerage. Some brokerages, like, they won't talk to you. Right. Because, like, and at the end of the day, like, that's your competition, right? Like, you can work via the same brokerage, but, like, yeah, you guys are all competing. You guys all, like, need the clients. Right. Yeah. Are you someone that kind of stays away from that mentality of competition where you just keep to yourself, you do your thing? Is that more your style? Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, I, like, I think because of that environment it really grew on me and i like that brokerage and i've been there for my whole real estate career actually so and i I don't really plan on leaving because um i don't think there's a need to be competitive like that you know like if you're really good at what you do then like it'll show in your work yeah i agree with you Mm -hmm. that's a great answer that's that's what i was hoping to hear because i believe (laughs) i believe that too yeah for sure who cares what the competition is if you're doing your thing right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i feel like before when I was really first starting, it did intimidate me a little bit, and then now like getting so much more experience, I'm like, why would it intimidate? Like, I'm not letting that intimidate me, you know? Absolutely, yeah. that experience word again. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you see yourself going with this in terms of your career? Like, you want to expand into maybe commercial, more residential? What do you mm-hmm. think? Um, I don't see myself doing commercial. I think it's a little bit more boring. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, I like. Um. I like residential because it's kind of more face-to-face it's a very emotional process and i'm here for it you know (laughs) um how i see myself in a couple years i would like to build a team because i like to teach people and i like to guide people um i would love to have other agents work on a team with me maybe even newer agents that were that are that were in the same position that i was when i started i would love to guide them and you know teach them and like really show them that real estate like it's a really great career and there's so many opportunities once once you get into it definitely see you having a team with you that would be awesome yeah i would love that i can't wait do you deal do you uh help like with mortgage brokering and stuff like that as well um i don't do it myself because i feel like i want to there's some agents that do both they're a mortgage broker and they're um a real estate agent and i feel like you're not doing yourself justice you're doing your client justice because um you know you want to be good at one thing you want to stick to it and like do the best in one thing right um i don't do the mortgage side i have a great a couple people that are mortgage, couple mortgage agents that are really great, and I usually refer them to them. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing with buying a place. Like, 
what the hell's a mortgage? I know. <laughs> a mortgage, like what the fuck is that? So to have people from your real estate agent that you can trust in mm-hmm. a referral, I think super valuable. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, like they're good because like these are people like you work with and like you know they do a good job for your clients. So that's why you continue working with them. 100%. Yeah. Something I, I saw, I checked your IG before the interview. You mm-hmm. do a really good job with the social media promotion uh, in your work. Mm-hmm. You feel that that's something that's just crucial to stay ahead of the curve? It is. As, social media is very hard. Like, I give it to, like, you got to give it to these content creators. It's really, really hard to stay consistent on social media. Um, I try to be as active as I can. I think it is important now with now, like, so many people are on social media. Um, a lot of my clients actually like reach out to me via social media, so I think it is important to stay as much as as hard it is as it is like it is important to stay relevant. Hundred percent, because yeah, you're right. It is kind of its own full time job. Though, yeah, just social media side, but it's so busy now. I think you have to. Yeah, for sure. And that's like crazy. everyone's on social media, so like that's where they're seeing. Hundred percent. Do you enjoy it? I like social media. I think it's it's not really eventually my goal would be to hire someone that is like good at that and like i would love for them to help me with that because i feel like it's it takes a lot of my time and i want to put my time towards like stuff that like i'm truly good at you know right yeah that's a good idea man i, I think you're doing the right thing of let me know learn how to do it mm-hmm. and then one day not have to do it yeah exactly i would let's have a guideline and then be like okay can you follow this or yeah. if you have any better ideas like please take over 100 yeah i like that a lot so just interviewed Mr. Nate a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You deep in the creative world, very talented director. Shout out to <laughs> Nate again. Power couple here. <laughs> you experience his world quite a bit as well. Yeah, I um yeah for sure. It's really cool. It's very different from mine, but very very interesting. Do you, we mentioned kind of transferable skills? Do you see any transferable skills with the work that he does with the work you do? Um yeah definitely. I feel like client-wise like dealing with taking on deals and how to handle deals how to handle clients um we always bounce ideas off each other and see like from a different perspective you know he handles things a little bit differently than i do and then it's nice to have someone that you be like okay like okay this is the situation like how would you approach it yeah that's so funny because it is true like watching direct the film or dealing with a house that you're trying to sell you're working with people at the end of the day yeah for sure it's it's all people like being i think being able to deal with people and know how to handle it is a really important skill. Yeah, it is. Do you, you feel like you've grown with that skill? I think I have. Yeah, for sure. I think it really started when I finished school and I worked in project management. Because oh man, project management is crazy. Like you really deal for like with every single detail, and sometimes like it drives you crazy. You're like, why isn't this done? Like what the heck? Right. Yeah. So I really learned a lot from there. Project management's interesting too because. If the job gets done properly, that's just how it was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. If something goes wrong, you're a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> it's like there's very little, you know? Yeah. But trust me, it never goes smoothly. No. There's always something. Oh, my gosh. Always something. Like yeah. what? What are some common things? So where I work, we build, we did custom fabrication. So we built pretty much anything, like customized, right? Um, bigger projects we did were projects that we did TV sets, but in the States. So imagine trying to coordinate um, samples but going back and forth and each time you're paying like a hundred dollars to get it past the border and they're like this big they're so small um and try to coordinate that and they're like no we don't like it so you gotta ship them another one um and then dealing with transportation we're dealing with big like huge trucks and like people packing the truck and having everything ready making sure everything's ready in time and like people are sometimes you got they gotta go on set and finish over there because like um 
like you know if it's too much over here like right. they couldn't they didn't finish in time but you have to get the the product into the states by a certain time yeah it is such a, like, a kind of a thankless job a little bit like yo the yeah. job has to get done mm-hmm, no matter mm-hmm. what yeah no matter what and it's like and being the project manager like at the end of the day it's like okay like it's you it's on you it's on you exactly <laughs> I feel like that probably taught you a lot of good lessons with what you're doing now. It is, yeah, because I kind of apply the same concepts. Be like, okay, this is the deal. Like the deal has to get done at the end of the day. Like let's find the best solutions for it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I, I, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I always felt patience is a huge part of real estate too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, um, patience with your clients because you know, like they're especially the first time home buyers or like they had bad experience in the past. Like they're going to be very hesitant, um, and then also patience with the people on the other side. Like, sometimes, like, they... Because a lot of agents, they work part-time, actually, right? Right. So, like, during the whole day, they're not responding to you. And, like, you're trying to get a deal done, and they're, like, ghost, right? And Or, like, the vice versa. Like, stuff like that. A lot of patience is needed. Now, I could imagine that. Because also, too, like, you're talking to someone that's looking to buy a house. Mm-hmm. It is a big decision. Like, you should yeah, it's be huge. patient with that. As yeah. A, you know? So, I think that's relatable as a, as a sales rep. Really mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Though, with the sales side of things, is that something that you see, like, going further into in terms of, like, bigger listings, stuff like that? Like, kind of on that Selling Sunset style. <laughs> like, sell, like luxury luxury Toronto? Yeah. I would love that. And I think eventually, yeah. I don't see why not. I, I love, like, all these, I really appreciate a good, like, design in a house. And if, if, especially if it's well-designed, like, well-taken-care of, like, it really speaks to me. I think it's it's so beautiful because, like, you spend so much of your time in your house, right? 100%. And you want to, like, you want to love it. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is where I'm going to live. I need it to be, I, like, I like it. Yeah, you, know, you can't hate it. Like, because yeah. then you're going to go home and, like, be miserable every day. Yeah. That's actually good advice, man, because I've seen it from the outside, like, especially in the Toronto real estate market where people mm-hmm. are just, like, so hell-bent on getting into the market. Oh, yeah. They buy something they don't even really like. Yeah, I feel like during COVID, it was like that because interest rates were, like, almost nothing. People were like, oh, my God, like, I have to buy, I have to buy, and they're paying so much money. Um, there Maybe they might be even overpaying, you know, because now you're seeing prices come down. Um, yeah, and they're like, eh, it's okay, but, like, like, I'll live with it. Yeah, you see a lot of people kind of, like, settle in a way. Yeah, and, and I get that, but when it's so much money involved, like, 20 years ago, I think settling, okay, I get it, because the price is so good. Yeah. But now it's like, fuck, man, settling, plus that's a lot of money. Right? Like, <laughs> plus, Ugh. like, $800,000. It's crazy. Yeah, like, that's an expensive settle. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This is more of a, I guess, mortgage question, but I'm sure you very much, like, tapped into it. Mm-hmm. The rates are extremely high right now. Yeah. Has that changed how, has that, you mentioned it's taking longer to sell houses. Are you mm-hmm. getting as many calls to buy as you were? Um, I think it's tough because a lot of people now suddenly they don't qualify anymore. And they're like, okay, shoot, I can't buy. Even though the house prices are like slowly like coming down slightly. Um, they're like, okay, I don't qualify anymore. Like the bank won't give me a mortgage. Right. Like I'm kind of stuck too, you know? So it's like. It's a it's a very sticky situation. Rates are what like six percent ish. Yeah, I think I believe prime rate is seven point two. Yeah. A lot of money. Man. It is. It is. It's very expensive. Like, I had people I talked to like they said their mortgage went up like twenty five hundred per month. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, that's like some people's whole salary per month. You know. Crazy, bro. Yeah. yeah even with two people, that's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, my neighbor, he his mortgage renewal is coming up, and mm-hmm. he got like two percent. 
or for COVID or something. Oh, okay. Now it's he's in a big, a yeah, he's series. gonna be, he's like, yo, it's gonna be triple. Yeah, he's gonna be in a big shock. What he can do is like he can change the amortization rate and then your payments will be smaller each month right. but it just means that it takes you longer to pay it off um yeah i guess the, each situation is different so 100 percent. yeah what would you say the biggest misconception you hear about real estate would be that they think it's easy <laughs> um it's really 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 hard and it's but it's so fulfilling though like don't get me wrong it's so fulfilling but it, it takes like a lot of hard work in my opinion yeah. What's the hardest part of your job and what's the fa- your favorite part of your job? My favorite part would definitely be like because I get to help people. Like that's like my number one. Like I I love helping people find their place and like knowing that like you know they love it, they're happy moving into it. Um that's my favorite thing for right. sure. The hardest part would be um there's a couple things, but I want to say like one thing would be like sometimes like they can't afford it and you have to be realistic with them. Yeah, giving yeah. them like the honest answer, you know, cuz like I would hate to to have a client that'd be like they'll like I'll be like yeah yeah you can afford it and then like some like you know they're overpaying and like they're kind of stuck and they have to sell the house and they have nowhere to go like I think that's a terrible situation I would never like I would advise them to be you know like conservative I think and I think that's where that trust comes from too right because yeah you're being honest with them maybe they're not ready now but couple of years they are they're still gonna hit you up because they yeah, still sure. had a good experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'd rather wait a couple of years and then wait for them to be ready than push them into buying now 100 percent. Mm-hmm. i like that man i think that's a good strategy i think that's like a relatable you gotta feel comfortable with who you're working with right yeah i think so um there's a lot of like pushy people out there so i like that you see what you don't like so you stay away from it yeah for sure that's not on my list to be i'm like you know i take note and i'm like okay like I I guess I kind of make a mental note of, like, stuff that I don't want to do and like, I would never have. Like, my team, like, you know, I feel like just, I guess, our, our like, our beliefs, like, that's not what who we are. 100%. Mm-hmm. What's a market that you see kind of growing that maybe people don't know enough about? Um, okay, so funny enough, recently I've been to, I was at an event. I was talking to a couple of investors. They were in Saskatchewan, mm. and they thought that it's a big market out there because it's, like, cheaper um the landlord tenant board is a lot better than here right now because it only takes like really a month if you have any issues and you need an eviction we're here it's like eight to ten months right out there is only a month so it's a lot easier if you need anyone out um it's a lot cheaper it is further though but um yeah like i feel like people are just people right like you really just have to like vet your your vet your tenants and really get to know them and like trust them it's interesting you mm-hmm. say Saskatchewan because it makes sense, man. Like yeah, Saskatchewan, Alberta, even like north of Ontario, you're seeing that a lot. People are getting places in Bradford, Cornwall, like all those like low, like way further out because then you can get bigger places for like way cheaper. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're kind of forced to do that at a point, right? If yeah, you want to <laughs> buy something, it's like okay. Yeah, even like um, a couple years ago, people were like. Um, like flooding to Pickering, and now Pickering's really expensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the hidden spots are not hidden anymore. Yeah, and but really, like Pickering, like felt so far away, and now so I'm like, oh, it's not that far. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's a great point. Like, yeah, an hour is nothing now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It takes me an hour to get from one Toronto, one side of Toronto to the other side. Pretty much. Yeah. Busy ass day could take even longer. I know. All this traffic. Oh my gosh, the 401 is terrible. I always dread going on it. A hundred percent, man. That's. Yo, the 401, you're, like, risking your life every time. <laughs> you're either dead, stuck in traffic, or you're, like, changing lanes. And, yeah. You know, it's 
I know you're avoiding all these other terrible drivers. Yeah, the 401 is like human Mario Kart or something. Like, yeah, thank God crazy. my office is in Vaughn. So from where I live, I'm just taking the 400 straight up. Perfect. Thank God, yeah. Vaughn's dope. I like Vaughn. It's a lot of space. I like Vaughn too. Vaughn is very nice. I feel like there's, I don't know, apparently like their education system is very good. They're bored. A lot of people go to Vaughn because of their schooling. True. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty central as well. Like, you can get downtown from Vaughn easily. Yeah, for sure. Get Mississauga from Vaughn easily. It's pretty yeah. good. And one thing I really like, I don't know if this is, like, everywhere in Vaughn, but the way they, like, structured their roads, I feel like they made their um, public transit a lot better because they have, like, dedicated lanes for public transit. Right. Yeah, which I think is great because, like, a lot of people take public transit. And, like, you see here, like, people are, like, there's, like, 20 people waiting at a bus stop. And it's crazy. 100%. I think that's coming to Mississauga, which I'm sure would help with housing and stuff like that. Too. Yeah. Dope. What are some things that kill, like, a market? Like, in terms of uh, if a house is nice, but, like, it's in a shit neighborhood. I'm, oh, like, that's tough. Where are some things <laughs> like that where it's like, ah. Or some opposite, like, what mm-hmm. can really help sell a house? I think, okay, so it's so sad to say this, but you're seeing it a lot. There's a lot of gentrification in neighborhoods, like neighborhoods that might not have the best reputation, like people are being like pushed out and then they're building all these like fancy condos and townhouses and their pricing is so expensive, but, and they're, I guess they're like, they're fixing up the area. They're building all these parks and community centers and making it look really nice. So they're, they're able to sell it at such a higher price. Um, it's kind of sad because like, obviously people live there before that too. Yeah. And they're getting pushed out to who knows where. That's a really good point. Like, mm-hmm. I've I've always felt really weird about it. Because it's like, okay, it's nice nice buildings. It's nice upgrades. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, a lot of people are, that grew up there are never going to be able to afford this. And also, I feel like it kind of takes away from the character of the, like, the city that it's in. Yeah. I went to school. I don't know if you're familiar with, like, South Etobicoke, Lakeshore area. Yeah. I went to school around there. And, like, it was always blue-collar little grimy but i always liked it there was uh-huh. character now i go there still it's got that, different but it's changed, right? Right? yeah there's, there's like more fucking like subway sandwich shops yeah and like, <laughs> like man it's just now it's like everywhere else you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. i feel like the biggest one of the biggest factors is if they make it more accessible like people are going to flock to it yes. and like if more people flock to it like they're able to sell more at a higher price that makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I would be looking at a place near a highway would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Highway, um, go stations. That's why, like, the LRT by Eglinton. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, houses there were, like, my aunt bought a house there for, like, years ago for super cheap. And she sold it for so much money. Lit. Yeah. And now the, the LRT's not even done. Yo, like, I don't think it'll ever be done, man. That's a Toronto myth. It was. It was. They started building when I was in high school. I've been out of high school for so long. <laughs> No, real shit, at least 10 years. Yeah, because I, I went to high school right there. So, like, they literally built in that area. And we're like, oh, my gosh, like this is ridiculous. And there's still construction going on. Yeah, that's a... I think they're just fucking with us now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's just go as long as we can. <laughs> Do you hear what the guy said? I think he is, like, the CEO or some guy. I don't know what he is. But, like, maybe the... He's on the board or something. He went on and basically said he doesn't know when they're going to be done. There's problems every week. <laughs> <laughs> New problems keep coming up every week. I kind of read that actually, where he's just like, you know what, I'm done. Like, yeah, he's it's like, not, <laughs> it's not gonna be done. Yeah, I love that. That makes sense, though. Those are the things where, you, like, you see a beautiful place or something, but you gotta think about what's around it too, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta live somewhere where there's places to go. Yeah. Some of those like up north places make me mad nervous because there's nothing <laughs> around there. You know, it's like I don't know. I know, I know what you mean. Um, 
I don't know, but it's kind of nice depending on, I guess, where you are in your life. So you might like it because you're away from the city. Like, if you don't need to be going to work every day, sure. or yeah, you might like it. You know, it's a different, it's a change of pace. I would probably go. I would get a farm and get a horse and then go there and visit it on the weekends. Like that would be ideal because being in the city is like it's it's a lot sometimes. It is. Yeah. I do think there's probably an expiration date on being in the city where it's like a, it's sick, but can't do that forever. Maybe you can actually, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe eventually. Cause when I was younger, I was like, yeah, I, like, I'm gonna live downtown. Like it's great. Like I love downtown, and now I'm like, ugh, downtown. <laughs> Hundred percent. It get is it, it, you got to be in the mood. Yeah, for and sure. Some days you're not, but if you live down there, you better be. You know, mm-hmm. where where would you want to live ideally? Like not necessarily city, but like a style of. Oh, okay, for sure. I would like I would like to even stay in Toronto. My ideal place would be like North York. Okay. I even have an ideal house actually, but okay. I'm not gonna say on the on on the <laughs> podcast. But yeah, um, ideally I like like the North York area, like West North York. Mm-hmm. So like by Young and Shepherd, I like that. There's so much food there. Ideally, and I like that area. Spot. It's not too hard to get to the subway. Um, it's close to my family, and it's still in Toronto. Yes, North mm-hmm. York is a great. I I've always enjoyed it there too. That's like a to me a true Toronto like spot. Yeah, you know? it's nice, and you get like you still get like that diversity. It's, it's a good spot. Yeah, there's all those Korean restaurants over there. Yeah, so a lot. Of good spots, mm-hmm. Even, like karaoke spots and shit. I yeah, think. yeah <laughs> definitely an underrated part of the city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love that. Are you a homeowner? I am not, not yet. Is that soon. a goal? That is definitely a goal. Um, I would want to buy something in the next couple of years, ideally, and then I don't know. I'm still thinking. Maybe before that, I would get like an investment property. Mm-hmm. Depending, it would have to be further out though because it'll be a lot cheaper. But yeah, maybe. I I, uh, I have one in Windsor. Oh, it's nice. A completely different market out there. I've heard. Yeah. yeah Do you buy it? Um, a couple of years ago. Or do you buy it recently? Not recently. In okay. June. Oh, nice. Okay, congrats. Thank That's you, really thank cool. You. I appreciate that. But it just tripped me out how, like, I was a little bit turned off about how it is here, just how much money it is. Mm-hmm. You go, like, Windsor's far, but three hours, not that far. Mm-hmm, Completely mm-hmm. different market. Yeah. Super and you're weird. you're by the, um like, by the border, too, right, which is nice. It's a plus for a lot of people. I think so. Yeah. It could come in handy. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'd go somewhere out there? Um, Maybe. I would have to, like, I guess it's hard for me because, like, I'm so, like, I feel like... To be a good realtor, you need to know your market very well. Right. Um, I would have to go and, like, I guess experience that market. Like, it's hard for realtors to pick up their lives and, like, go and learn a whole different market. That's a great yeah. point. I never really thought of that, but that makes super I know. Sense. I didn't think of it before I got into the industry there either. <laughs> and I'm together. like, oh, no, where am I going to go? Like, I don't want to move anywhere. Right. Yeah. That's super true because, yeah, like, the neighborhood is kind of your ballpark yeah like, like i that's, gotta know this yeah for sure like you can't go somewhere and they'd be like oh what about that that house and you you know nothing about it yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. so if a client reaches out to you from a referral mm-hmm. and they say jimmy like i'm gonna be honest i'm not ready to buy but i just kind of want to pick your brain are you open to that oh yeah for sure i love talking to people about real estate um especially if they're i feel like that's already them making the first step and like that's so amazing to me because some people don't even get there you know right they're like yeah yeah i want to buy a home but like i'm not gonna put any effort into doing it um even if you're not ready it's like really good what i what i suggest to people do is like i'll talk to them and i'll be like oh can i set you up with just talking to a mortgage agent because though you'll know where you sit you know like how ready you are like what how much you need to save even to get to your goal um what your plans are and it's kind of like it's like it might give them like a reality shock, but in a good way, 
you know because then you can actually set yourself up now like you can say oh yeah i want to buy something i want to buy something but never know how to get there yes you're yeah. absolutely right i guess like sometimes it's a fear like oh what if i'm not yeah ready? i think but you're so. right like it's, yeah. if i'm not ready let me know yeah, yeah. I think a big realization for me was like me having that conversation with a mortgage agent myself and seeing how ready I am and how much more I need to plan. Because after that, I'm like, I, I was avoiding it for a bit too. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to hear like I'm not ready yet or whatever. Like it's tough to hear that when you when you really want to buy something, right? But after having the talk, I felt so much better because I'm like, I felt so much more set up and ready. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, I have this plan now. Like, um i know what to do what i know what my next steps are even if it's not buying right away i know how much i need to save and like what i need to do maybe like um credit etc pay off debt etc stuff like that yeah, yeah it's becoming a little more real mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right i felt that way too that's kind of why i went to the windsor market because yeah. i was told that exact same thing here like uh yeah 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 happen. okay fair enough man yeah what for sure Windsor is really great there's um a realtor that nathan knows as well actually they picked up their whole lives and moved out to windsor and like started their own brokerage out there which is really amazing to me um you can get a lot more for your money out there i know that for sure yes yeah, yeah. it's 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 so interesting how it's still ontario but just completely different very 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 different yeah very different <laughs> So, yo, we're about 40 minutes in. I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. learning about the real estate market, learning about your career, but I'd love to learn a little bit more. What's Chim- Chimmy as a person <laughs> right now? What is your outside of work interest? Outside of work. Okay. Um, I recently got in. So I'm very big on like always like learning new things. Yep. Um, I like snowboarding. Snowboarding is like my go-to in the wintertime. And then I didn't have any go-tos for the summertime, so I took up golfing. Okay. Yeah, I took up golfing. Um, it's really hard, like, really, really hard. It's very technical. Yes. Yeah, like, one, like, wrong, slight movement, and the, the ball's not going anywhere. <laughs> very awkward game. Yeah. You hit the ball perfectly one time, and the next time you can't even hit it. Yeah, for, like, 10 straight, you can't even get it. You're not even hitting yeah. the ball. Um, but that's been really fun. Like, I like I like that I don't have to run. So I think I that's like that. the biggest reason True. why I I like it. Um, I actually start. I learned how to swim over the summer. Amazing, good yeah. for you. And then that was great because I feel like I was thinking about it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like if I ever go on vacation, like I can't enjoy myself. So that was like something that really pushed me to do, and it was great. Like I, that was like one of the best decisions I made. I think. Yeah, I felt like I never realized how nervous I was in the water until I started doing the lessons, and now I'm like, wow, I'm so much more comfortable. Yo, good for you, man. Yeah. Everyone that I know that said they don't know how to swim, they just, like, never learned. I know. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, that can't be me. Like, I can't do this for, like, 20-something years already. I don't know how to swim. Yo, good for I'm you, like, man. I can't do it for another 20-something years. Yeah, you yeah. change the cycle. I like that Yeah. Good for you, man. That's a great thing. to, And I liked your motivation, too. Like, I got to go on vacation. I got to right? enjoy this shit, you know? Right. He's from the islands. So I'm like, oh, my God, if I ever go there, which we are going in February, actually. Sick. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to learn how to swim before we yes. go. Yeah, if you can't swim at the islands, you're limited. I know. What else am I going to do? Just sit on the beach. 100% Jamaica? No, he's from Grenada, so we're going to go to Grenada. Dope. Yeah, his parents are so excited for us to go. That will be sick. Mm -hmm. Get out of the winter weather a little bit. Right? I'm excited, too. Um, I made a whole itinerary of, like, everything I want to do, so I'm very excited. You're one of those, eh? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Okay, I rate it. Do you guys ever anticipate working together in terms of, like, uh... Like a chimmy real estate video or something. I know Nate does the documentaries. Like, mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of crazy. 
definitely i think we talk about maybe like creating a more cinematic video he i know he's not interested in doing like these real estate videos okay. and i don't blame him it is a little bit boring <laughs> and you know there's people that are like a lot better than him at that stuff he'll leave that to them right. he likes he's good at like very cinematic very docu-style like very storytelling so, yeah maybe one day yo it should be real estate documentary directed by native <laughs> that sounds crazy that'll be really really cool that would be dope yeah it'll be like Toronto, selling toronto selling toronto yo yeah. we're gonna write it we're gonna write <laughs> all right toronto. deal 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 yeah. deal nodding in the background over here <laughs> love that so yo i really appreciate your time i just wanted to give you an open forum is there anything you want to promote anything you want to talk about floor is yours mm, let me think yeah if you're interested in getting into the market as a first-time home buyer like definitely hit me up um even if you feel like you're not ready yet like it's good to know the first steps and like get into the motion of everything because it's, it's going to take time, especially in our market. If It's going to take time, but you'll get there. I feel like it's so disappointing when people say like, oh, never own a home. But you will. Like you will own a home. Yeah. I love that. That's mm-hmm. motivation, man. It's, it's true. Like if you want to, you can. It takes steps and work. Like, yeah, that's for possible. sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's real. Would that be your biggest advice? Yes. Don't give up. Like there's. They did a poll and, like, so many people, I forgot the percentage, but it was a huge percentage said that, like, they feel like they've given up on that dream, you know, of, like, mm-hmm. being a homeowner. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, no, like, don't do that. Like, you can't let all these investors buy up everything. Real shit. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think prices could drop drastically or do you think it would just do kind of what it's been doing? I don't see a drastic drop. Like, unless, like, something crazy happens, like, another pandemic. Like, I don't see a drastic right. drop. Like, I think. And, like, it would like impact the economy like really badly i think so i don't think that's what they're trying to do like um they they increased the interest rate so much and like the prices have been coming down but even not drastically right yeah. um yeah i feel like we're gonna see slightly lower prices maybe but they've been saying that even in the new year potentially next summer they might want to um bring down the interest rate a little bit again i think we're gonna see it sit at like right now it's like prime rate is 7.2 and we might see it sit at like four or five around that way, three, four, five. That would be good. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna go back down to like one, two percent, but like three, four, five, I think is probably likely possible. That would be good. You touched on an interesting point there too, where the economy is so tied in with real estate in Canada. Like we talk about, oh man, I wish, <laughs> like, I wish something drastic would happen. I get that, but also we'd be fucked. Yeah. Country, you know? like, like give or take. Imagine like right now, like how many jobs are already impacted, right? So like if something like drastic happens, yes, you get cheaper real estate, but <laughs> is it really worth the cost? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do the people find you? You can find me on Instagram. You can also email me, um, and you can also hit me up. Just call me. Give me a call. So. Yeah. What's your IG? We'll put it up oh, on the okay. screen. My IG is Um Email is chimmy.realtor at gmail.com. And phone number is 647-783-0229. You're definitely the first person to give out the phone number on <laughs> the interview. I agree. You know, <laughs> it's because I'm like, I feel like the whole world has my phone number. Like, at the end of the day, I'm like, True. that's how people are going to contact me, right? <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Yo, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having Jimmy, me. Realtor, realtor, real one. Appreciate you. Go buy a house from her. She's going <laughs> to help you out big time. Shout out Phil and Nate in the background. Really appreciate it. Versatile Vigilante. Like, comment, subscribe. Let's get it, man. Let's go buy a house.